Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we are back on the show, and uh, I've been looking forward to this all day, Sandra, because we've got David Watson uh, joining us here. Oh, you just, as you say to all the girls and boys. You know, Not so. really. No? Oh, no, okay. because this is interesting. Oh, okay. Not that the other stuff isn't interesting. I, I, I was listening to some of them. I, I thought I found it very interesting. But this is, this is channeling, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. But, I mean, channeling is kind of what we all do anyway. We channel ourselves every given moment of the day, as I always tell people. But uh, what I do is something a little outside of that as well. Well, I, I know, and we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But I just want to – I remember it would have been probably about 1981. Mm-hmm. No, 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 sorry. About 1984 or 5. And uh, a friend of mine uh, was reading this book, and I go – and the book was um, – Jane Roberts, like the oh, Seth, Seth. Oh, the Seth, Seth yes. book, right? And I remember looking at that book and, and reading it. I think I read it, and I go, and I was totally blown away. Yeah, Seth speaks. That was probably the one you read. It, yeah. That was probably it. Yeah. And because I had not, I mean, I'd heard the name Edgar Casey, and that because that goes mm-hmm. back to like the '30s, but I didn't really know anything about it. But when I read that Jane Roberts book, like yeah. I was like, what is this? What is this phenomenon? I'd never heard mm-hmm. of it before, and now today, it's like. Well, she basically uh, created with Seth uh, uh, an architecture, uh, an architectural design for how channelers today work. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she didn't. Uh, she she would often channel in a conscious, semi-conscious state. She'd have a cigarette and a beer during the during the process. Uh, she interacted. Uh, her voice changed dramatically, uh, which doesn't doesn't happen with some people. Uh, the longer I've been doing it, the less it, the more it's come back to sound more like me mm-hmm. than it mm-hmm. sounded. Because when I first mm-hmm. started, it sounded like I was some kind of Middle English uh, Shakespearean well, guy. Well, I know? mean, I mean, what is with that? Pretty feedy, you know. I know. I don't know. Like all those, I mean, on a lot of those channel entities, they all have that weird British accent. Well, you know what I think it is is I, I think I think it's I think it's sort of an impression that that's kind of what we are supposed to be doing. <laughs> Don't forget, Keep you know, up the like, image, like, right? well, you know, you, no. you pick up a glass of you pick up a glass of water and you drink out of you want to drink out of a, you know, a, a blue one, a green one, a dirty one, a clean one, whatever you want, you know, it's the vessel. You know, and yes. I think it's I think it's 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 how that vessel interprets the information. I think the information is valid. There's just different ways of it being, uh, being, um, uh, I guess, share, shared in that way. But uh, I think, I think also what happens is that person's own belief systems come mm-hmm. become intermixed with the process. Mm-hmm. It's impossible not to because we're physical beings here. You know? Well, plus you know the thing is, it's it, the British accent is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I have a brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and like he's only a year or two older than his sister. Yeah. But he kept a British accent, yes. and she didn't. But he, you know, he's. You know, he, he did that because he it works. all the girls. It works. Hello, yeah. hello. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it turns right? on all the girls. Or the cockney. It's, it's the <laughs> accent or the well, dog. Now, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, you can do all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think uh, I, well, my family's British, uh, mm. you know, and uh, uh, they all sound British. But, well, my, my grandparents did and then my parents did. But the kids, we were all raised in Toronto, out in the beaches and up in Scarborough, you know, Scarborough. 
you know. Yeah. Doing so, the road. so you said you've been doing it for thirty years. Yeah. So how is uh, my God? You must. It must have changed. Yeah, over I started that time. when I was what ten or eleven, I think. And what yeah. happened? Uh. What happened? Like, was that? I don't want to say what year, but was that? Uh, ha- did you know what channeling was? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, my, my channeling, uh, uh, my channeling experience was 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 basically centered around a good friend of mine who's going to his 80th birthday. In fact, on the uh, huh. on the 14th of this month, down in Fort Erie. Um, that's that's my pal Cliff Preston, who's uh, who channels the uh, the Echo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and he still does. Uh, and. Um, I first saw him at a, at a weekend event in Niagara-on-the-Lake going back oh, 33 years ago, 34 years ago. And uh, I had hair in those days, actually, you know. But uh, 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 I first saw him do a channeling process, and the moment I saw him do it, I went straight into, into, that, into that state of consciousness mm-hmm. and just watched the whole thing go on. And I spoke to his wife afterwards, and I said, you know, every time Cliff said something, I knew what he was going to say before he said it. You know, so she kind of wow. wired me in to say, well, you ought to come to our, uh, our our Keys course, which is a special course they offered back in the day to help people develop their psychic abilities, you know. So I thought, well, that would be very interesting. I have a very, you know, a very uh, honest background around all of this stuff anyway. My grandmother was a very psychic person. She used to do card mm-hmm. readings and palm readings and stuff like that when I was uh, a kid. Mm-hmm. And she promised she was going to teach me how to do all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, when I was 16, that was the big year. And she said, well, I have a confession to make, David. I, I don't really read cards or tea leaves. I, I read people. I, I, I just know things. And the conclusion I came to was that she had a very highly evolved sense of intuition, mm-hmm. which is really what this word begins, you know, when we begin to look at, at this, kind of, this kind of process. Mm. But, you know, bringing it fast forward, uh, into by the time I saw Cliff do it, I, I believed in what he was doing. I knew what he was talking about. I knew some of the information he gave, particularly about me and some of the things I was doing at the time. Couldn't have known any other way. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, it was what I call a hit or a convincer. And it was about a year after that. We became good friends, in fact. And, and it was about a year after that that... Um, that I was up visiting him. He lived in Bolton with his, his late wife, uh, Linda. And uh, one day we were just, it was strawberry season. We were going to make uh, crepes and, and strawberries. So we had to get some small cask brandy, of course, to set it all on fire with. So we go into, into Orangeville <laughs> to pick up a, a bottle of brandy, right? And on the way back, I'm, I'm bugging Cliff again. I said, when are you going to teach me how to do this channeling thing? You've been promising me for, for the last year. And he says, tonight. Just like that, bam. It was like, oh, my God, you know, tonight, tonight? He said, yeah. So we got home, and after having uh, copious amounts of, uh, of uh, crepes and, and brandy and, and, and whipped cream and, and, and strawberries, I was ready, you know. And uh, I, did, I did go into trance the very first time. It's on my website. I talk about the story. And, and it was a very profound experience for me. And, and uh, I immediately started getting information. You know, and it was quite fascinating. It's a very organic experience, the channeling process. You know, it's not like there's this voice over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people actually, uh, uh, I guess, do experience that. But I never have anybody whispering in my ear or, or tapping me on the shoulder and saying, you have to tell these people this stuff. You mm-hmm. know, it's a very unobtrusive kind of process that I, I actually deal with. Anyway, that was the night that I started way back in, uh, back in uh, 84, uh, whatever it was, you know, uh, 85. Uh, now, was that... Because uh, I know you channel the willows. Yes. Was that the willows coming through? Yeah, it was. Back it was then? Well, I call it. I call them the willows. You know. Yeah. I like willow trees. Mm-hmm. I later found out that they're also uh, called the tree of love by by a lot of uh, North American uh, uh, Aboriginal folks. 
yeah. uh, they would make, particularly in this part of the country, um, they would make uh, baskets out of uh, the willow branches and papoose. Uh, you know, the, the little woven things they would put their kids in, like a little cradle. Aww. And uh, so they called it the tree of love because it embraced their children, mm -hmm. you know. So it was kind of a nice touch to, to have that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I always thought the willows reach for the sky and touch the earth, which kind of appeals to my, my sense of poetic, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So uh, do, they, do they ever come through at inopportune times? Well, no. You know what, you know what I find with this kind of thing? Um, I find that what we do is we... Uh, are actually, it's always been a part of us. Like when I when I first started uh, channeling, I, I thought there was them and me. That's what it felt like, right, you know. Right, like separate. Yeah, but okay. uh, in actual truth, uh, what it, what it turned out to be was that it was just me, uh, and and it was me mm. connecting through my higher self into a universal state of consciousness that we all are part of. There's one, you know, as they used to say in that uh, what's that movie, the immortal about the immortal uh, Scotsman, you know. There can only be one, you know, and 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 there can only be one. There's this, we live in a singular universe, and we all we all come from that original source. We all have the ability to touch touch it to its core, and I think people who channel do that. They 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 open up from their singularity, step outside of their their, their singular consciousness, and step into like universal consciousness and mind. And in that place, are you know we're we're in a, obviously in a more resourceful state of consciousness. I kind of I kind of liken it to this when we come down onto the earth, you know, because I believe that we're spiritual beings on a physical journey. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. So when we come onto the earth, we're kind of like come down with one of those like newfangled little flashlights they got. You know, you see them on TV all the time. They hold them up like that, you know, and 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 they've got a little beam shining on everything. That's what our lives are like. We come down here, mm. and we shine it around in this kind of like apparently dark world, you know, mm. wherever we look is what we see. Mm. But when we start channeling, it's like it's like somehow we can open the lens a little wider, or we're pulling back, or we're going into the light itself, and things become more and more illumined yes. along the way. Yes. So, yes. as you step into that higher state of consciousness, into that state of greater greater sense of understanding, you just have more information available, and and not just information, but common sense. It seems uh, uh, wisdom, whatever you want to call it, that, that's like a universal wisdom that's within all of us. And it suddenly has a chance to break loose and come free and, and to be to be shared, and, uh, you know, with, with the world around us. It's a fascinating experience. So, and, so David, every single one of us can do this then? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I you do. I teach people how you, to do uh, it. Yeah. So, you know, once or twice a year, we whip out a little channeling course and have anywhere from three or four to 20 people show up. It just depends on... On you know what's 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 doing in that particular time for people, but it's always the right number of people. So where does a person have to be to feel ready to take the course? Um, where do they have to be? Well, in terms uh, of they have to know me first. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's a given that they do yeah, now. They do now. Hello, uh, uh, but uh, uh, but a person has to be inside. Um, they have to be in a place where I think or I think they're they're seeking. Uh, a higher state of consciousness for themselves, uh, something outside of the day-to-days that we're caught up in, outside of, like, uh, uh, the world that we believe is true, you know. Like, it's like we all showed up at a big movie and we're sitting there looking at the movie. We don't even go for popcorn, half of us, you know. We don't go to the bathroom. We just sit there fixated on it. And then nobody ever turns around and goes, well, you know, there's a, there's a projection room back there. And there's another movie theater over there. I, I wonder what's going on over there. But, you know, that's what we do when we come into life. So when we when we step in and we focus on those things, 
you know, we, we get locked in on it. But when we start saying inside of ourselves, you know, it would be nice to look in the other room. I wonder what's there. Well, I'd like to go up into the projection room and see what the guy's doing. He's probably having a bologna sandwich and a Coke or something, but, you know, it doesn't make any difference, you know. You go up there and find those things out. And that's when people get to that state in life when they say, you know what, I'm going to try something different. I, you know, and, and you know, I've had people say to me, well, I don't know about channeling. Like, wouldn't I get, like, taken over? And I think to myself, if that's your fear, then don't do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a fear of being controlled, I mean, hell, we have enough trouble. You're just on this planet being controlled being, here. Controlling each other. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we, you know, people who control, you know, like to control other people, which is most of us, uh, really, really should be working on, you know, taking charge of ourselves, you know, not trying to control the people around us. Right. Well, I, I can't control myself, so I'll, I'll control everybody exactly. else around me, you know. Yeah, that way things true. will be in order. Hey, don't do that, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that, but the real aspect of, of this is, is where we're at a place where we, we don't worry about being controlled or, being, or controlling. We get into a place where we can begin to let go of our need to feel that we even have to control anything, and we step into a place where we take charge of our lives. And taking charge is a little different, a lot different, actually, than being in control. Because when you're in control, you have one choice, right? And the one choice is to stay in control. When you're in charge, you have multiple choices. If you got kids, you know what I'm talking about. You're not in control of them, you know. <laughs> never. But you're in charge of them all the time. And it's the same with ourselves. We're never in control of ourselves. We're always in charge of ourselves. But isn't it when a person tries to, is always, uh, you know, thinking or always wanting to be controlled because really they're not in control? Because why do you have to be in control? Because we're told to be. But we're not in control, ah, right? That's why we feel we need to. Because we're not taught how to do it. We're taught certain ways. Discipline. You know, and usually it's capital or corporal, not capital punishment, corporal punishment. Sometimes it's capital punishment. But corporal punishment, you know, it doesn't do that. It depends where you were born in the year and in, in the world and, and what, what, what century you were born in, you know. But in this one, usually it's not capital punishment to get people to do things. Uh, you can only get them to do it once, you know. That's it. But um, corporal punishment will be used, um, intimidation, bullying, all the kind of things that, that right. a society has really become very sophisticated at. Mm. It always makes me laugh. We always talk about bullies in the world, right? And in actual fact, you know, this is what makes the world go around. This group of people pushing that group of people around. And if we can't, they can't do it, they'll get these people over there to come and do it for them, you know? But no, we're just organizing the world, you know? But in actual fact, the, the, what, I, what I talk about in, in taking charge of ourselves is, is really, is really uh, a more powerful thing. Because the moment we, we let go of, of, of trying to control everything and we take charge, and we don't get rid of our controls. Controls are very important for organizing our lives. You know, I mean, we have to have those things. You know, you need a control to turn your TV on and off, and that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it won't start your car. You know, it right. won't, won't cook dinner for you. You know, so controls are all limited. And they have their char- place. That's right. Well, they, they do. And, and you know what? They can be changed. See, controls are kind of like, well, oh, geez, this one doesn't work anymore. You know, I'll get another one. I'll go down to Rogers and get another clicker or whatever, you know. But uh, when you're in charge of things, you're always in motion. That's the beautiful thing about being in charge. It gives you a sense of being in the flow. Because in the middle of something, something comes up, and, and, and the moment you start to have a panic attack, you know there's a control issue. You know, either you're, in, you're out of control or somebody's trying to control you or a situation is, <gasps> I can't get out of it. So mm. at the end of the day, what happens is, is, uh, is that, is that we, we get stuck in that place and we get, we get all wound up, we get stressed, we, we, you know, we start projecting in, into negative futures that never existed, mm. you know, and, and creating this, this whole 
you know, mumbly-jumbly of life for ourselves that, that, that usually never comes to pass, you know. But we like to spend time worrying because apparently it seems to be the thing that's socially, you know, well, expected of us. Y you know? Yeah, well, so when you talk about the metaphor you use about coming down into this life with your flashlight and yeah. you point it wherever and you see whatever you're looking at, right? Like, I mean, I, it's, re it's reminding me of, uh, uh, I saw some interview with uh, Dolores Cannon yeah. and somebody... somebody was asking Dolores Cannon about the chemtrails, right? Yeah. And Dolores said, "Ah, I don't worry about the chemtrails. She's because she's focused on other stuff." But I mean, still, mm. I have some difficulty actually really understanding that. What understanding chem chemtrails? No, or understanding that that you know that um, if they're real for some people, then no, they're real for everybody. Chemtrails are real for everybody. What Dolores is saying is more of a philosophical process, in my opinion. She says, well, I'll concentrate on other things that aren't important to me. In other words, she understands the bigger picture. She understands that she's not eternally, physically able to live forever, not in this body. Yeah. You know, and she has other, other fish to fry that she doesn't want to focus on the negativity and attaching herself to. Mm -hmm. you know, okay. What are they doing up there? What are they spraying on? Because that's like where you're, where you're poking your flashlight. That's right, right, wherever you are. However, when you see the big picture, yeah. okay, chemtrails are part of our modern world. Yeah. Okay. We don't really know what the purpose of them is. You know, we got lots of guesses on it. They're on every. They're over every country in the world. So none of the governments ever turn around and say, you know, let's let's shoot them down. And we're being told, oh, it's normal. But then, you know, then there's people flying around taking samples of the stuff in the air, and they're saying, no, it's not. They're really dumping stuff, something up there, and blah blah blah. And it goes back and forth. And there's a whole controversy about it. And the biggest thing that happens, especially on the internet, and God bless them on Facebook, we walk around getting really afraid. And you know what? Remember the old times? You'd be watching TV, and they'd, they'd, they'd see the, the Twilight Zone's coming on. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And that's exactly what they're doing to us, putting all this stuff out there. What's to be afraid? You know, I figure whatever they're sticking in the air, they've got to breathe it, too. You know? <laughs> very good point. And unless, and, and unless they're, unless they're helium-breathing aliens, you know, I don't think that, that, that we, have to, we don't have to have that great a concern about it. But what we have to do is understand the purpose of it. They're trying to do something that we're not aware of. You know? When you say there, who's the government? Well, they, they, being, they being a group of, uh, of, of people who have an understanding of what's going on in the earth uh, that can be uh, information provided by our, our, scientific, uh, our, our scientific community. Now, do they so have our best interests at heart, or are they... Well, uh, we don't know who they are, but okay. I, think, I think it's a feeling that, that is probably, you know, what do they do? They create cloud cover. What does cloud cover do? Well, it keeps the stuff underneath cooler, and it reflects stuff back into space. Okay. Now, what we do know is, for example, uh, in the last hundred years, we found that our sun's uh, electromagnetic energy uh, uh, shield has, uh, has increased by 230 percent since 1901. It's just like, you know, there, there's, wow. there's, there's, there's uh, you know, we, we, that's just information. Go on the Internet and check it out. You start going, well, that's pretty big. Uh, yeah. And now we're having sunspot activity. We're having all kinds of stuff happening. And now the latest thing is, is we're discovering that there's this huge energy anomaly that appears to be coming through our quadrant of the Milky Way. Our quadrant. The Milky Way is 200 million years across, just to fly from one end to the other. 200 million light years. You know, that's a little bit of a trip, and it's one of the smaller galaxies, you know. But this energy has come from another galaxy as far as, as, far as we, is being taught to us, mm -hmm. and is being, well, I shouldn't say taught to us, but is being picked up by our, our scientists. And, uh, 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 it's, it's heating up all the planets. 
The electromagnetic energy in the sun has increased, as I say, 230% since 1900. You know, uh, Venus it's, has, has increased, uh, I don't know, 2,500% in, 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 in brightness uh, since 1990. You know, I saw, I looked at Venus the other morning, it looked like an airplane was landing. You know, I'm going, oh, that's interesting. The planets are all heating up. So have you asked the willows about this? Well, yeah, they just, they just talk about that as a, as a huge energy anomaly that's coming through here. And they say that energy anomalies of this nature change our dynamics, our DNA structures. Okay. Okay, it's inevitable. I mean, we're created from the energy of the sun mm-hmm. when you really think mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, all those, <laughs> all those high-frequency things coming through are, 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 are indeed affecting the Earth. They're affecting us. They're affecting our evolution. You know, and uh, right now they're affecting the Earth so dramatically that the Earth is heating up like, it's be- like a microwave right now. It's like we're being microwaved by the energy that's coming into this, in, into our galaxy from another galaxy. And there's information out there that talks about one galaxy and two galaxies colliding. And, and you know, and they got pictures of it in NASA, like this and something, they're one. And then there's this huge energy that comes out of the middle of a black hole and then pow, comes out and they call it X-ray energy. And I'm going, X-ray energy. Mm. <laughs> Donuts. Mm. <laughs> you know, what the hell are they talking about? You know, we've got the scientific know-how to take pictures of this stuff, but we have no idea of how to interpret it. What it means. You know, so that's, that's, that's the anomalies that we're watching. there. So we, we, can, we can pretty well tack anything we want under that information. But that energy happened, according to, 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 uh, to, to what uh, our scientists tell us, over three and a half billion years ago. And those lights that are hitting us now uh, from that thing so we can see it happening, happened three and a half billion years ago. But what about the energy that came out of that collision? Mm -hmm. That happened that time. And if we're seeing it, the light, we're also getting the energy coming through us. Mm -hmm. And that means that's what we're dealing with. So, the big picture is we're being bombarded by this massive amounts of energy. We're being bombarded by massive amounts of extra energy coming out of the sun. You know, I mean, have you ever seen Space News? Have you ever watched Space I News? I have uh, checked it out. It's very cool, you know, because they give you a day-to-day breakdown of what, what's happening on the sun today, you know, as amongst yeah. other things, right? You know, it's shining. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> but, uh, but when the Earth's being hit by this mach- the, the, these high-frequency waves, they pass through us, they pass through everything, and they pass through the Earth. And if you throw an egg into a microwave and turn the microwave off, the egg at some point blows up. Mm-hmm. Not that Krypton is going to happen here, you know. It's like, you know, Earth's not, that's not. But what is happening with the Earth, this happened in many times before, I'll explain why with some of the information the Willows has given us mm-hmm. around this, is, is it's actually causing the, the mantle to begin to heat up more. So the magma underneath the ma- mantle begins to bubble up to the top more because of the pressure of the Earth on top of it. Hence, the increasing in volcanic activity in the last uh, uh, 15 years by over 400% over the previous 150 years. Wow. Okay. Hence oh. increasing the number of earthquakes by over 500%. Wow. Major earthquakes. And why? Oh, oh, and my favorite is, 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 is the, is the, um, our, our uh, Inuits. You know, the, the, the report, and it shows up every so often, you know, in some little newspaper, CP or CN or something like that. It's just, you know, Inuit, uh, Inuit chief says, the stars and the moon aren't where they were before. And he's sort of thinking, now, did they move or did the earth move? So if you think of the Earth as this sort of like this ball with this really thin skin around it, because you know, look at the, th- the, the amount of you know, <laughs> dirt on top of the Earth. It's like weary skin. It's like you took an egg. It's thinner than an eggshell, right? And the rest is under there. We don't know what it is. They tell us, oh, it's hot. It's this. It's that. We don't know. We're, just, we're guessing, right? You know, they, well, we took a photograph of the center of the Earth. 
Only Erwin Allen did that, Journey to the Center of the Earth. The rest of us, it never really happened. It's just somebody's idea. But as that begins to heat up, it begins to slip around the, the core, right? Think about it. It gets slippery. You, know, you, ever, you, ever, you ever catch a, you know, a, 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 you know, one of the little uh, uh, marshmallow on fire? And after it catches fire and you blow it out, it starts turning and the end falls off, right? And then there's a marshmallow left inside. And there's the one burning on the ground. It's kind of what's happening to the earth, only nothing's going to fall off. But it's so huge, the whole Earth is shifting around the core. So as a result, the magnetic north seems to be moving faster. It's not moving, it's staying where it is. The Earth is moving. You know, the dolphins and the whales that keep beaching themselves and the birds that are flying into mountains and buildings, they're following electromagnetic, you know, waves that have been, have been there uh, since, since, you know, the last shift of this nature. And that's how they follow, that's how they follow their, their, their journey. And, and, and if it's all shifted and suddenly that electromagnetic uh, you know, line is going through an island, mm-hmm. they'll swim up on the beach of that island because they're, they're, they're not looking. You know, they don't have, mm-hmm. so, so they follow that. So we have all of these things happening in the Earth. And it's very interesting that, uh, that, uh, that, that as a result, somebody on the Earth has gone, you know, well, we're kind of aware of this. Maybe we should like, try and cool the Earth down a little bit. You know, let's see if we can bounce those rays back into outer space. So I think it's a benign thing they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, other than the fact that you've got all the conspiracy theorists, right? Well, you know what they're doing on the Earth, really? And you sort of, oh, what are they doing? Oh, they're preparing it for an alien invasion. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Project Bluebeam. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Right? Or the Black Goo. Yeah, that's it. All kinds of stuff like that. And that's very nice to think, you know. <laughs> Not so, but... <laughs> but, you know, there's, 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 a lot, there's a lot that can be said about all of this stuff. And, I mean, I know it's kind of woo-woo for a lot of folks when you start talking about it because they sort of go, well, I never heard any of this. And, of course, the reason you never heard any of it is because you're too damn busy wondering if Donald Trump is going to get into, you know, become the president of the United States or, or you know, whatever, whatever else piece of uh, poo-poo that, that we get thrown up from, from mainstream media. You know, which is why, God bless you guys, at least you uh, have an opportunity to put people onto the air in some format for other people to have an opinion or to bring out information that may not be readily accessible uh, on mainstream. So, so you're saying we don't have anything to worry about. This is just a natural course of business. I feel, I feel that. Okay. I, I, you know, the thing, the thing we have to realize is, is we're, we always talk about us and them. The only thing we forget is, is that we're all on this ball of dirt together, mm. plummeting through Earth at hundreds of thousands of miles per second, you know, following the sun somewhere, you know, as we spiral around behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really quite a fascinating journey that we're taking here. Mm. We're not even aware of this, but, you know, we're becoming more and more aware as these, 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 these subsonic uh, uh, or, uh, or, or high frequency or maybe both cosmic rays are, are, are hitting the earth every day. So it's those things here that are affecting us, and there's different ways that we can get around dealing with them. Uh, I, uh, and and, and I, think that, uh, I think that once we begin to realize that, then, then we can kind of forget about the paranoia of, of our little world that we live in and begin to look at a bigger picture of... Uh, of what we're, what's really happening. Well, I'm wondering if we can get the Willows to weigh in on some of this stuff, David. And um, because, I mean... Nice segue, Hugh. Was it? Thank nice you. Segue. I was going to ask, do they ever disagree with David? Well, actually, uh, all the time, except for the fact the stuff I'm sharing right now is stuff that I, I've taken from some of the readings they've been giving. So it should be in alignment. But no, you don't they don't disagree with me. I disagree with them. <laughs> you know, what? They said that? You know, I'll do whatever I want. You know, the thing is, maybe we can, I don't know, if, if you're going to bring the willows uh, on, but it's like um, we have all this technology now, 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who somebody said, uh, maybe it was Brzezinski or something, said that it used to be easier to um, control a million people than it was to kill a million people. Now it's easier to kill a million people than it is to control a million people um, with the nuclear weapons and that sort of thing. But, you know, you hear... Well, that's the potential of killing them. It's yeah. just the threat of killing them, and then you control them, you see. Well, that's one thing, but ah, then you got the all fear. these... Yeah, yeah got, uh, you've got... Uh, they talk about mind control, uh, like uh, scalar waves, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. It's like it, sometimes it seems too much, like... Uh, what are you going to do about all that, eh? Yeah, exactly. Eh? Here's what you do, okay? You stop reading all that crap, yeah. you know? You start working on yourself. You start becoming more introspective. You determine what your connection and grounding is on this planet. And you then start teaching other people to do exactly what you're doing. How do you do that? Which is, which is well, well, glad you asked. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll just finish this thought first, okay. though. That uh, uh, what we do in that, in, that, in that place is we begin to, we begin to shift in, inside of ourselves and we begin to look at, at our, our journey. You know, and, and understand that our journey is important. It's not a matter of turning around and being ignorant of it or going into denial about what's happening in the world. But the one thing we have to remember about it all is the fact that it's all us that's doing it. It's just some great big freaking game that a bunch of people want to do hanging out on this planet who got nothing else to do. <laughs> Look at that metal over there. It's, uh, it's kind of like um, yellowy and it's bendy and there isn't a lot of it. Let's make that expensive. Let's make this stuff inexpensive. We'll call those diamonds and we'll call those quartz crystals, you know? And we'll, we'll you know, and so, I mean, what we do is we, we create for ourselves our own world. And the world we live in is basically, you know, it's a war machine, isn't it, you know? You really think about it. It's all based on war. Fifty percent of the world's uh, of the world's economy is based on, you know, us trying to bump each other off, you know, in large scale, because we're so busy. I mean, how many wars are going on around the the, the planet right now? Lots. You That's know, depressing. I, can't, I got more than the one. I got fingers on one hand and maybe toes on both feet. And probably many we don't even know about. Well, right? yeah. Well, it just depends on who's reporting what, you know. And we just, yeah. we just. Well, we get a certain amount of news that's, that's filtered through to us, you know. And the rest of it, we're not sure about because if you don't, what you don't know, you don't know. Okay, David. I know Sandra's got to get going pretty soon, right, Sandra? I, I could stay for this. But I would love to hear the willows. And should we ask questions or should we just let the willows talk? Well, I think asking questions would be a good thing. Okay. Okay. I think I, I can see the look on Sandra's face. She's going. I have a few questions here. <laughs> One and or then, two. <laughs> all right. So can we? And then how do the? Maybe we we'll go five, ten minutes. With you the can go as long or, as you want. This is your show. Okay. I have no idea what your timing and your your, your parameters are. And then, then okay. So let's go five, ten minutes and uh, let's see where it goes. Uh, from but there. I think this is I think this is an important an important thing to get out there. Yeah. And not to frighten people, but to make them aware. Yeah. You know, an edu- an educated human being is is is, an, is a human being who can make their own decisions. And the very, very purpose of, of any of the channeling that I do and any of the work that I do, my life strategizing practice as well as, as well as my channeling practice, is to help people take charge of their own lives. It's all about self-empowerment. It's and it's not about narcissism, because narcissists are people who really don't like themselves at all. You know, they need other people to tell them mm. that they're good, they're cool, it's, they're wonderful. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but, but it's, it, or it's about egotism, you know. Mm. Uh, it's, it's about personal growth. It's about understanding our own core being. So when we can begin to touch with that, then, 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 then we can begin to grow uh, to another degree of consciousness. Because we've got other stuff going on uh, on the earth, too, which also includes those vibrations. Before we get started on that, I'll just cover that briefly. Okay. Yeah. Because what's happening is, is that 
you're finding a lot of people out there talking about this kind of stuff, yeah. myself included. Go on YouTube, like there's a ton of stuff on there. Go on YouTube and ask about fifth dimension. And we're not talking about dawning of the age of Aquarius, okay? Fifth dimensional thinking is something that I'm, I'm actively involved in teaching classes about and helping people get into that state of consciousness. Fifth dimension doesn't mean you float up through the clouds and go to another planet that's, uh, that's just outside of the Earth's atmosphere. It's about thinking, changing our thinking process and going into a more, in, into a more enlightened way of viewing Amen the world. Amen to that. Yeah, there you go, kid. She does that, too. Oh, yeah, oh, good. Well, maybe we could uh, talk about that at some point. You Let's know? do that right now with the willows, maybe. Does this there exhaust you, you at all to do any of this? Like, What's do you that? get tired channeling them? Are you, does this tire you? Well, you know what? We need to respect that, too. Well, no, I know other channelers and one who passed away a couple of years ago who believed that every time they go into trance, it takes... You know, like that old Janis Joplin song, take another little piece of my heart now, baby, you know. But me, I figure it's kind of like plugging into the mainstream. Okay. You know, okay. so I come out of it pretty, pretty charged, okay. a little dozy, you know, a little dopey, but that's kind of my, my normal state anyway, you know. Do you have to drive but, home? Huh? Oh, Are yeah. you driving? But you're okay to drive after that? Yeah, of course We I just am. need to make sure we take care of him. Oh, don't worry about that drive okay. home. Oh, geez, okay, you know. okay. I'm driven, you know, but okay. anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for that kind of thing, yeah, it should, okay. be, should be fine. Okay. So if you want to do that, okay. I'll take off my little horn rim specs and uh, get into trance. Of course, the process is pretty straightforward. I just uh, close my eyes and uh, go into trance. I'll say, we're here now. You can say, hi, Sandra, um, and you, please balance the form. And that they just balance my chakras, and then off we go. And you can... Okay. Ask any questions you want to. Okay. They'll say something after that, and then off you go. And when you're finished, you can say, we're complete. Okay. Okay? Wow. Thank you for leaving it okay. up to us. Wow. We that's... say you're... Yeah, you say it. Okay. Balance the form. Please, Please balance, balance the, the form, form, and then we're complete. Yeah, at the end, when you're finished your questions. Okay. Yes. Okay. You know, hopefully, you'll be able to get a couple in there. We'll see. <laughs> okay, folks. Here we go. Yes, uh, we are here now. Uh, how may we be of service at this time? I, Sandra. I'm Hugh. Please uh, balance the form. Indeed. Uh, one moment. Yes, this is in effect with the agreement of the entity, David. We welcome you both in your questions. Uh, you, you may now proceed as you wish. Do you go. Okay. You go. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have any, um, right now, do you have any kinds of words of advice for the people listening as, as to how they can get in touch with their higher self? Well, it's just a matter of understanding here, perhaps the nature of a computer. Okay. Conscious mind is like the, uh, uh, the RAM on your computer. Yes. Okay. Stores information, small amounts, yes? yes? Holds it for short periods of time, has a small memory. Average human only having a memory of about 20 to 30 seconds before it starts shifting, yes? Uh, then, of course, there's the unconscious mind, or as some call it, the subconscious mind, which stores all of your memory, all of your beliefs, and all of your emotions. Uh, this is like the ROM of a computer, the main, the main uh, we refer here of... Uh, uh, hard disk, you see? Okay. So it contains all of the programs. So uh, your mind acts uh, flawlessly, interacts with the, uh, uh, with the conscious mind. 
The higher self, on the other hand, uh, or what the, we often call the superconscious mind, uh, is that part of you uh, that is always watching everything you do. You know that part. Yes. Uh, each person knows that part. Uh, you watch yourself uh, uh, do things and uh, uh, in, in processes and take notes. And perhaps you've wondered or haven't wondered uh, who that part of you is, uh, but that is your higher self. It's also your eternal consciousness. Some people call it your soul. As a result of this, <clears throat> this be the higher consciousness. This be the expanded part of yourself that's outside of time and space. Uh, does not think in terms of uh, three dimensions, uh, does not think in times as you would understand it uh, in physical terms, yet projects into the physical to have the experience of consciousness on the physical level, thereby understanding the nature here of being, uh, so you can have emotions, all emotions, for coming from original energy, that which is, which is a creative consciousness, which is what the higher consciousness is contained with and made from at the same time, you see. And it is this part that contains all knowledge, all times, and is in a constant state of changing and, and shift. So there is no ever stopping of the same, you see? Mm -hmm. So the higher consciousness then allows you to connect with universal consciousness, thereby allowing you to channel that information through into the conscious mind. So that's uh, how, how the, 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 that would be the mechanic, so to speak, of this, this particular process. Okay. Now, uh, how to bring the conscious mind or the, the superconscious mind and the conscious mind together, there are several exercises that can be done. But one very clearly is just to sit down and imagine that you have uh, uh, three floating disks. One is your conscious mind, just above you, your unconscious mind, and higher up, your superconscious mind. So sit there for a moment, imagining it, and then just reach up, uh, take your hands on both sides of the superconscious mind, and pull it right down, bringing the unconscious and the, sub, uh, and the conscious mind together, and bring it down into the body as so. Uh, you will have an immediate change in the way that you feel, and you will begin to have an experience that allows you to step out of your normal day-to-day -day consciousness uh, and way of viewing the world. This is how you bring the two together in this way, very quickly. Mm. You see, in, in, in times gone by, uh, there was the necessity here of, of deep meditations for these kind of programs and processes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's because the vibration that was hitting the earth, uh, it was uh, condensed. You see, uh, these mm -hmm. waves, the entity David was talking about, yes, mm -hmm. that are coming from uh, outside of the galaxy or intergalactic cosmic rays, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Sounds like science fiction, does it not? As they come through this quadrant of your universe, they come through compressed and expanded. Uh, they last about uh, 35,000 years between each one. Okay. And you're just coming out the other end of a compressed one, you see? Right. Which is what the Mayans were talking yes. about with their BBF shifting yes. uh, of the uh, millennia, you see? Yes. Uh, and uh, in this way here, uh, the new one that is coming in is expanding. And as it does, it becomes easier and easier to manifest things and to use your consciousness and to use your imagination to, to make things happen. Hence uh, uh, the popularity and the, these uh, uh, current uh, 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 information such as uh, the, the secret and the law mm -hmm. of attraction and things mm -hmm. of this nature. Right. Uh, they're right to a degree in the way that this manifests. Thinking is the best way to travel, you see. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the mind conceives and believes it achieves, uh, Andrew Carnegie realized this over 150 years ago. And till, still today, it is, it is a truth for your own selves. So this is bringing these together in this way. Okay. And in doing so, what does it do for you? 
it gives you a greater perspective. You see? Okay, yes. And it opens consciousness to a higher degree. Once you begin to do this on a regular basis, uh, because after you finish the process, you let go and it, everything pops back into where it, where it normally is. But once you do this on a regular basis, you automatically create a link to that higher self, like a macro program in a computer. Okay, yeah. So in this way here, then you now just zip back and forth between the two, and you walk around after a while with this heightened sense of consciousness working with you all the time. Now, the heightened sense of consciousness will be used or by people in whatever way they want. But for most people who are thinking about this and would even, even desire this, they are already in a, a, a state of consciousness in their life and in their evolution as an eternal soul uh, where they will use it in a positive and proactive way to help not only lift themselves so they'll have a greater understanding of the life process uh, and have, have a full life experience which raises their consciousness, but also because of their commitment to uh, and their connection with the higher consciousness uh, that raises above your own, your own superconscious mind, which is universal consciousness, which all human beings are connected to. Rather like a hand, yes? Mm -hmm. You take a hand with all the fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, you cover the fingers, and all you see is just individual. And when you move away, you see they're all attached to the hand. Well, the universe is like uh, that, only the hand has uh, uh, billions and trillions of fingers, you see? Mm -hmm. And each one of them is interlocked with the other. That when it comes onto the physical plane, it comes from the common origin of superconsciousness and eternal consciousness. So as a result, it's impossible not to be connected on that kind of an etheric level. So when you step into that state, it automatically gives you the opportunity to, to channel that information, to step into the broader state, and to begin to affect others around you. So that when enough people begin to understand this on this earth level at this time, it begins to move out as a wave and becomes quite literally a positive virus that affects consciousness on the earth. So in doing this, uh, one mind <clears throat> can influence thousands and depending on the level of consciousness that is reached, even millions of minds, but not going out and trying to do it, but just by the very effect of an osmotic effect that comes from a heightened sense of consciousness. You see? Yes. This makes sense to you? This makes a total, a lot so of sense. From this perspective here, uh, you then have this opportunity then to raise consciousness on the earth. When you are raising consciousness on the earth, individuals who understand this and begin to practice this internal vision that they hold uh, can begin also to affect the condition of the earth itself, can begin to affect and utilize these energies uh, that are coming through the earth from both the sun and from, from out of the galaxy and take these and these and begin to use them by channeling them through themselves by visualization, understanding wherever the mind goes, the energy flows. And it's not that you are trying to, to resist it, but you are stepping into the, into, the, into the alignment with it. It's like a drop of water dropping into a, into a, into a stream, you see? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of surrendering to this energy, and in the moment you do that, you become the energy. And as you become the energy, with conscious vision, Yes, you can begin to direct the energy in a, in a very positive and creative way because the universe is based upon the very premise of creation. Although many people say, yes, but, you, uh, but it destroys as well, yes? Mm -hmm. And we would say, mm -hmm. uh, you can't make an egg without, or well, you can't make an omelet without breaking an egg, yes? Mm -hmm. And uh, all of these things recycle constantly. It's all about a, a huge cycle of consciousness. 
And as we understand the cycle of consciousness, it is not just a circle. It is a spiral. You see, and it keeps spiraling upward. You see, and as that happens, the, the mass consciousness of a, of a planet can can be raised in this way. And as that happens, uh, that mass consciousness can then begin to interact with the planet itself, which holds a degree of consciousness within its own existence. And in this way, by sending love to the planet, quite literally love, uh, it, it can begin to uh, calm down the energy on the planet. Does that mean we can use that power, that mental power, to do things like, because you mentioned the Earth magma and that, can we use our minds to ameliorate possible earthquake damage and absolutely to people and stuff like that absolutely and we don't mean to say you have to sit there and grind it in your mind and, and, and as if you were trying to strain it you see because it's not a matter of trying it's a matter of knowing you see mm, what's the difference well when you try to do something you push you understand the basic understandings of, uh, right. of uh, yoda for example either do or do not never try you see? Right, right. That means that you have absolute faith in what you are doing when you enter into doing it. You see? Right. And uh, in this way, uh, you can only then begin to move forward in life in a far more positive way by just believing that what you are doing is the right thing, that the path you are on is the right path. Now, of course, uh, there's a lot more to it than that. Uh, we are not trying to oversimplify it, but we are simply pointing out the nature of this kind of thinking process. Right. So in doing this, it's very important to note that as you are following this along, you can begin to raise consciousness in the, in the interim, you see? And in doing so, help raising other people's consciousness. You see? So, but you had mentioned that um, it's, we don't need to meditate anymore. Did I understand that correctly? No, we, we're not saying meditating. We're not saying you don't need to meditate. We're saying here you can do what we, we would refer to as more of uh, uh, purposeful meditation. Active meditation. Yes. More, 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 as you would say, more like a Taoist meditation than a Buddhist meditation. What is that? Well, Buddhist meditation attempts to quieten everything out. Right. You see? Taoist meditation becomes aware that, uh, that, that creation is always in motion. Right. For example, okay. a Buddhist meditation, they ask you to focus on the in-breath and the out-breath. Yes? Yes. yes. Taoist meditation says focus on all those two, but also there is a space between the breaths. And it's in that space where that sense of peace is described. <laughs> but in the in-breath and the out-breath is where the activity is. That is where there is that cycle happening. Okay. Okay. So, uh, in studying, understanding this here, it's a matter of determining a level of calmness within the mind. You see? And the calmness that comes by understanding that each human being is basically like a little pond, yes? To use that as a metaphor. And that pond reflects the, the, the sky above it when there is no other, there is nothing around to uh, cause that pond to be uh, affected, you right. see? Right, okay. Uh, but if a breeze comes across it, or a rainstorm comes up, or the seasons begin to happen, or a frog jumps into it, or one of a million other things, it always affects the surface of the pond. Mm -hmm. But after that stops, the pond returns to its reflective nature. So the mind is designed to reflect that which is about it. When it's affected by those things, it's up to the individual to determine what they want to do when that happens. If they place themselves in what we would call, uh, and this is a, this is this be of a, a, a term used by by Taoists as Ben Buddhists, uh, taking the host position, and in the host position, you are watching, 
and managing, but not controlling. So, example, if you were watching a, a little pond that was, that was nice and calm, and a fish jumped out of it, you wouldn't try and be a bear and jump up and catch the fish in midair. You would watch it, and then you would watch the, the ripples until finally it, it became calm again. That's how the mind works in this way, in the greater sense, you see. So understanding that as it comes onto the earth, as you come unconsciously onto the earth, you are automatically, you automatically uh, jump into three-dimensional consciousness where you are uh, feeling and, 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 and touching and tasting and smelling uh, and doing all of the things that are necessary to interact and to survive on this particular uh, wavelength of energy, you see? Mm-hmm. So within that here, what you are ultimately looking for is, is an understanding that uh, here on this plane, you can achieve the state of consciousness and in it step outside of the need to be part of the big cycle, other than to be not just an observer for, it's impossible to part, it's, it's important to also participate, but as somebody who's no longer, uh, shall we say, attached to that movie they're seeing on the screen. So in the world, not of the world? Uh, we would say both. Okay. Okay. Both. In the world it, and You would say the of the world. Uh, 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 you are you're a part of the world, not apart from the world. Okay. But a part of it means that you are you are no longer resisting. The average human being on your planet resists their existence. <laughs> they question everything. They push against things, and they try to control their environment, whether it's individually or collectively. Uh, this resistance uh, is always worn down. For life is an unstoppable force, and humans are not an immovable object, nor are they any more than that, because their their resistance is just an idea, you see? Yes. But when one surrenders, one dives right in. One isn't uh, waving a white flag and, and coming out with their hands up. One dives into the stream of life, becomes part of that state of consciousness, and gets to move forward. In that, in that highly energized state, which is a fifth dimensional way of thinking and acting and behaving because you are no longer attached mm-hmm. to the need mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, to, be, uh, to be connected uh, to things that are not irrelevant to, to the importance of, of the life process. Uh, a 100-inch TV or a 50-inch TV isn't important to the, uh, the movement of, of your life's process unless, of course, that's the only thing you have to focus on or that's what you uh, give importance to. You see? So it's all a matter of personal choice when it boils down to how you're going to view the world. So right now you're living in a world uh, where people are wanting to to accumulate things. You see? And have things. Uh, And uh, to what end? Because they think it's going to make them happy. Yes? And because they think it's going to make them happy, they're going to get that. But the moment they have it, they're not happy. They want something else. Then they want something else. That's called consumerism, you see? True happiness is going inside of oneself, learning to love the very fact that one is alive, learning to love oneself, learning to trust oneself, learning to appreciate oneself, and most of important, uh, learning to approve of oneself in a positive and uplifting way. This is where this truth comes out. And once individuals start to see life in this way, they can then step into this larger energy, let go of the need to control the things around them, begin to release their internal self, and basically heal their own core in this way. You see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. As we would see it. A-, a question I think a lot of people would want to know is, what happens when we die? Uh, the most important question is, is, what happens when you live? But the thing is, people are so afraid of dying that it affects how they live. This is the point. This has come to you from uh, uh, your own 
religious philosophies okay. that divide the, the two parts. Not everybody is afraid to die. Not all philosophies are afraid to, to, to leave the earth. Many philosophies believe in reincarnation. Right. Many philosophies believe that it's just part of a journey. Uh, North American native ho ho talk about uh, leaving the, the, dropping the robe and walking from the red road onto the blue road, the red road being the world of blood, the blue road being the road of, 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 of spirit. And, and of course, the robe is the body. Okay. It's no more than that. But the reason people are afraid to die is because uh, they bought the story uh, that, uh, that, uh, of sin and guilt and shame. And they carry that through a life because nobody's perfect. Yes? Right. Everybody has odd thoughts and, uh, and strange, strange visions at some point mm -hmm. during life. But when one is taught that these are against the rules of God, uh, which were invented by man, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, somebody had to write them down, yes? yes. Uh, and, and the fact is, is that, that, that these people live in fear of not, of, of not what's going to happen here, but what's going to happen after they are here. Which affects how they live here, though. It affects how they live, and most of them live lives of quiet desperation because they're not living the life of fullness within themselves. So, so if they didn't fear death, so if they knew, if people knew there really was no such thing as death, wouldn't that help them to be more joyful in their life? Well, there is a such thing as death. When you see somebody who's dead, they look dead. They don't well, look like themselves at all. Okay. They look very dead. <laughs> Uh, there's no animation, and uh, after a while, they uh, need to be buried or burned or something. Or eaten. That's right. So, <laughs> but the fact being here is that that's what people see. Yes. And because, uh, because uh, the death process is something that has been, shall we say, uh, 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 greatly supported uh, by... Mm. by, uh, by Religion. Religion, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. It gives the, the people alive a chance to uh, control. It's another way to control population. You see? Right. And of course, yes. you could say, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. Well, it makes sense. If you want to be here the next 10 minutes, you're going to do that. Exactly. You yes. see? But it's not that. That's not the fear of death. That's called being sensible and saying, well, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not quite ready to leave just yes, yet. You see? Yes, yes. But this is the truth. But uh, people die every day. People are born every day. In fact, on your planet, hundreds of thousands are born every day more than are, than are dying. So the population is continuing to, to, to grow, grow right. in this way here. Mm -hmm. But uh, the fact remains is, is the death process is something that is a very important aspect of the life process. There's a beginning and an end. It's what you do while you're between the two that matters. And matters not only for the world, but more importantly, matters for your individual uh, evolution as an eternal soul. You see? Now, is that part of reincarnation, too? Well, you could call it that, reincarnation. Or as uh, hillbillies would call it, we say with a smile, reincarnation. Uh, but uh, here for you to, to understand this, uh, we have bad jokes. Uh, but the fact <laughs> remaining here is that, uh, is that reincarnation is a viable reality. But people think that reincarnation means you are, uh, uh, in this life, Bob Jones, and in the next life you'll be Bob Jones uh, yes. being uh, Harry Swanson. Right, you see? right, right. It doesn't quite work that way. Right, yes. Uh, there, this is far, far more, a uh, far more layered process that, that involves this particular shifting of energies. Because you have to realize that all, all beings, all sentient beings, all living beings are all part of, of the universal 
uh, of the universal matrix of right. consciousness. Yes. And they were all born, so to speak, or created at the same time the universe was created. And since the universe is infinite and eternal, so are the souls within it. It is a wonderful, wonderful and magical experience for the consistent evolution of consciousness and the soul. Uh, it has uh, not just talking about technology, but experience. And a consistent uh, shifting. And that's why people are not meant to live forever. To go from one life to another, it gives you opportunities to have so many uh, varied experiences. And they do not necessarily have to be good ones, but experiences that are important in evolving the soul. In certain lifetimes, for example, in this lifetime yourself, you've had much awareness come to you. And what you've done in each bit of awareness as it's occurred for you, uh, it has taken past lives that you have lived in which those, those were not uh, met. Those were not understood, those, those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. And you, what you've healed in yourself in this life, you've healed in all other lives, past and future. So when you have a lifetime of higher consciousness and higher awareness, it's a very important one looking at your eternal consciousness or your superconscious self uh, in all times, you see? So for me at this point in my life, it's very important that I do what I can to alleviate suffering of others, and that means human Indeed. and non-human. So how do I go about doing that? Well, you're already doing it. <laughs> you're already helping people. You're teaching people how to think for themselves. You're, you're interviewing people, and, mm. and whether they have something to say as we do, or whether they want to just talk about as this lovely young man who spoke about becoming a lawyer earlier right. uh, did want to do. These are the things that are important. Mm. These are the things that are important to individuals. It is the life experience that matters. What you are doing in the moment that matters, and learning to be in that moment to allow that moment to become eternal for you. It allows you to release yourself from the need to be attached to the, to the life in the same way. Mm. And, uh, and it is not, as some people would like to say, a way of, shall we say, uh, hiding oneself. You see? Right. And, yes. and, and, and rejecting life. You see? It is not that. It is, it is quite the opposite. It's a matter of embracing the life process and understanding the greater nature of, of eternal consciousness. That makes sense. Do you have a question here? Um, I think he was gobsmacked. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Uh, can't really think of any questions. You are doing a great job, Sandra. <laughs> well, that's right. Hugh is taking notes. Yes, I'm well. taking lots of notes. Yeah. Lots of notes. So, is there any advice you have for any of us in terms of where we, the times that we're in right now? Um, you know, the elections that are happening in in the U.S. and the wars. How can that was another question? Is you, uh, David had mentioned how many wars there are, and there's you know a gazillion wars. How can we start to well, um, bring peace to the Middle East, I guess, on the world, in the world. Well, first of all, you have to understand the way the world is constructed. It's not news. There's a few at the top, and everybody else protects them. The few at the top are the ones who are trying to stop progress. They'll use technology, and they say, oh, well, here's technology. This is making us progress. Technology doesn't make you progress. The, all the technology that's come out today, that you're using today, is all technology used, they say, to communicate. But in actual fact, it's invented for them to uh, or for those, those small number of people, those of the them, yes, in that way, yes. uh, to, to manage the rest of the population. 
This is like the time in ancient Rome when the mob was being controlled so easily. You get a couple of Christians and throw them to the lions, yes? Yeah. And everyone goes wild. Now you're mm -hmm. having, a, you're having a, in the United States, for example, a, a series of, 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 uh, of uh, shall we say, unfortunate events or interesting events or humorous events, which in actual fact are nothing more uh, than a reality TV show. <laughs> and that's all it is. Okay. It's entertainment. Okay. It's like watching a Survivor uh, with commentators on it. So people aren't even, don't even have to think about what's going on anymore. They can listen to what the commentators are saying, and it's the commentators who actually give a credence to uh, the ramblings of of uh, of uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, Donald Trump, for example. Right. Um, it's obvious the, the man uh, is uh, not focused on what he's doing; that he that he has an agenda that's based upon uh, becoming a despot. You see, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. not becoming a president. But that's because of his vision and his family background. And quite frankly, it's important to remember these people who are doing this kind of thing. They're not against humanity. They are representative of an aspect of human nature. However, it's up to the majority of people as to whether they're going to go along with it or not. You remember the story of the emperor's new clothes, yes? Mm -hmm. It only took one child to have everybody become aware uh, the, the chubby old guy was naked. Yes? Right. But everybody else didn't see that. They had been so convinced by whatever way that you might call it that, that that's what he was wearing because nobody wanted to be wrong. And that's the whole thing about human nature. People want to belong. They don't want to be apart from. They want to be a part of. And they, and they, and they will do anything to agree. So that's part of the human, the human consciousness. Once individuals begin to understand that, then they begin to understand that they do have choices to do whatever they want to do then they can begin to move their lives forward in a far more productive way. So you talked, um, you mentioned a bit about technology. Um, and many people think we're towards the, I guess, what you can call end times. And they also talk about Atlantis and Lemuria. Can you help under, us understand that or, or, dis, or, or clear up any myths or debunk any myths? Or about what? About are we in end times? Is technology actually going to be the thing that destroys us? And, and was Atlantis real? Lemuria? Was that all real? Ends of civilizations? And are we easy, at easy, easy peasy question? You say with a smile, yes. Uh, Atlantis okay. was real. Lemuria was real. It was known as Pangea at one point. Oh, okay. You see, the Earth did break apart, of course. It created the continents. That was what uh, uh, Lemuria was. And Atlantis was uh, one of those continents that existed during the breakup and then eventually uh, disappeared to the ocean's bottoms. But, of course, uh, the survivors uh, moved to Europe, uh, moved to Egypt, moved to South America and Mexico, uh, and uh, began to follow, again, the same basic beliefs that they had before, but lost the technology because of the great destruction on the planet at that time. So understanding the nature of this, it's important to see in today's world uh, that, uh, that uh, uh, you would see uh, uh, that these are, are now coming forward. Now, what was the rest of your question regarding Atlantis? What else is real? Well, are we oh. now repeating the same thing? Are we in end times now? No, are you are not in end times. Okay. The world ends for somebody every moment. Well, this is true. This you is see? true. And when you look at that in the big picture, it, it helps relieve a lot of stress, you see? But people talk about end times. Uh, that's simply a biblical reference here, right. you see? Right, right. Uh, end times meaning uh, it's the end of a cycle. Yes, 
but it's also the beginning of a new cycle. What's the cycle? Well, the cycle is the cycle of, of consciousness uh, that's also affected by these giant waves that are coming through your, through your galaxy that last for such long periods of time. Okay, I have a question, Willows. I finally got a question. What about this CERN thing? Is it going to open up dimensions and allow, like, demonic entities from other dimensions to come through? Is that what they're trying to do? Is there a conspiracy? You don't need any demonic en- more, more demonic entities to, on this planet than are already here. In human form, too, right? Well, you are everything. <laughs> All of these things are part of the human imagination. Uh, believing that there are these malevolent creatures existing in another dimension of, of consciousness uh, is, uh, is uh, uh, like you're buying into uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you see, <laughs> right. as, as, a, as, as a documentary. And we like that, don't we? That's why we go to see horror films. You love it? to be afraid. You love to be scared because it gives you a peak experience. Yeah. Ah, and that's okay. why we watch these YouTube videos. That's right. Peak experience. That's- and that's why you go on Facebook, uh, so that you can express, quote-unquote, your personality, your beliefs, your prejudices, your judgments, and your criticisms, yes, and your shaming. That's what is done there. There's other information that comes through it as well. But in actual fact, uh, your media is being used in, in a way that is still manipulating the people who are uh, connecting with it. And the moment you begin to realize that most of the things that come through your media are planned mm-hmm. and are part mm-hmm. of a, a larger mm-hmm. agenda, which has to do with keeping people nervous and off balance. The more that people are feeling nervous and off balance, the more fearful they feel and the easier they are to control. You see? Uh-huh. So when somebody's traumatized, which you would say the average person in North America is, is at a level of trauma at about, uh, at about 20 to 30 percent. And that's, that's big, you see, because that makes them easily influenced by things that, that, that makes them fearful. Right. You see? Okay. Uh, look at the number of people who go and pick up their children from school, waiting in cars to drive uh, a 12-year-old kid home because they're afraid someone's going to steal their child. Yeah, remember we used to ride our own bikes to school back in the old days. Or, heaven forbid, walk. You were ourselves. forced to ride. And a bike helmet, that costs money. Yes. <laughs> yes. These are the things to look at, yes? yes. And to understand yes. the nature of the difference in ages. And what's occurring here is that there is a movement that is drawing people more and more into a sense of fearfulness. And that's being encouraged by, by, by your government uh, and is being encouraged uh, by, your, your, by your media. Mm-hmm. And in putting people into this place, it creates a sense of helplessness. Mm-hmm. Helplessness mm-hmm. and hopelessness create stress. They also create anxiety. Which creates cancer or illness. That's correct. You were aware of, of, of the number one killer is stress right. in the world today. And there is so much research that is being done on this. And you say, how can we get out of living a stressful world mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. And we say, uh, stop wanting so much. Start living your life. Start going for a walk with your family. Uh, begin to see uh, that you can bring kindness into the world. Begin to bring nobility back into your life. You see? Begin to bring into your life the things that you uh, would like other people to give to you. And don't worry whether you get them back from anybody else. Uh, You'll feel really good just doing them yourself. Well, Hugh has a question that I know he's forgetting to ask, and I'm just going to ask it for him. How do we move to a moneyless world? A moneyless world? Yes. I don't want to see money anymore. I mean, Hugh doesn't want to see money anymore. Well, a moneyless world is a very, very uh, difficult 
world, you already have mostly a moneyless world. You have credit cards, you have bank transfers. Okay, that's not what I meant. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. You will never have a moneyless world because See? money is a representation. Money is a representation of power and exchange. Well, we don't want the power. Well, the power is, is, is the power of being able to exchange money for food, money for, 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 uh, uh, for uh, transportation. And how do you get the money? You go out and you, you do something that gives you some money that you can then give some other people for money. It's a matter of understanding the nature of industry in this way. Money is not a sinful thing. Money is not the root of all evil. Love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, but you people see, can't separate that, though. Well, people can separate that. It's just a matter of the fact they have to be reminded constantly. Can for anyone to, be, anyone to learn something, it has to be repeated again and again and again. Look at what you see on your, on your media. You keep seeing the same paranoid, depressing information coming across. After a while, you come to believe it. So you also can do it in just the opposite way and begin to do exactly the same thing. It's to teach people in a positive, proactive way how to live life in a more, more, more loving, gentle, and, uh, and noble way. You see? That's great. Willows, I, th I just want to say thank you for thank um, you. spending so much time thank with you. us today. And, uh, well, always lots to say here. Always. Uh, and always to lots learn. left unsaid, uh, as we would say here. Yes. Is there anything else you want to say that you just want to mention? Well, uh, not at this time. Okay. Uh, this is open here, uh, not our forum, but your own need for answers, you see? Okay. Uh, so okay. it is uh, uh, greatly appreciated for the time uh, and uh, the opportunity uh, that you provided uh, for our uh, discourse and sharing at this time. It's greatly right. appreciated here as well. Thank you. So you are complete? We are then? complete. We are complete. Thank then we you. thank you for this opportunity. Uh, we ask that you go in peace, love, joy, and harmony, and continue to walk on the path of the masters. We uh, send you great blessings, and we release the form. We're back. Oh, here we are. Back, so, in, back in one piece. And just curious, David, are you uh, conscious of what we were all talking about during that process? Now? Yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah. anything? Uh, we'd have to talk about it consciously. Oh, I, I, get, I get what I call Swiss cheese memory Yeah. at the end of holes. it. You know, there's holes all through it. And then people start to talk about it afterwards. We sort of go, aha. <clears throat> yeah. I remember. Aha. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And then okay. we can start getting into it. It's very cool. Now, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the show now. Yes, we've we had uh, we've I spent uh, more time than we thought uh, with oh, the willows, gosh, wow. which was great. But uh, David, um, lots to chew on. Besides just the channeling, you're also helping people, right, with life planning and strategies and stuff. Well, like I, that. I call myself a life strategist as well, and, yeah. and that enables me to sit down and talk with people about uh, things that are concerning them to help reframe the way that they're viewing things, yeah. so they can feel better about themselves and, and their own and their own vision of life, and, you know, and, and uh, it really helps people a lot, you know, and, and, and helps put things into perspective. So if somebody is out there watching this right now, maybe they're resonating mm -hmm. with uh, everything we've just uh, gone through here, yeah. and resonating with you and want to get in touch, what's the best way for them? Well, to uh, they, can, they can go onto my website, uh, uh, askthewillows.com. All of my contact information is there. I, I know you're putting it up on the screen here as yeah. well yeah. Uh, from time to time. And uh, so they can they can get hold of me that way, uh, or they can call me direct. Uh, you know, I think uh, there's a phone number there as well. I don't have one, but maybe oh. it's on your website. Is it on your website? Yeah, it's on the website. The website right? yeah, it's so easy easy to contact. There you go. Check out the website. So call me. I, I answer my own phone. Uh, I don't have a huge staff working for me. Just me. 
So, uh, and if I, if I don't answer the phone right away, leave a message, I always get back relatively quickly. Because you're busy oh, talking to somebody right else. Yeah. Thank you so very much. This has been wonderful. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, I it's been was great. quite looking forward to it, and uh, I'm always excited to come and, and to share with you guys. It's, and so. I'm just going to say one thing. If what, what when that? you watch this video, David, yeah. if I'm rolling my eyes, yeah. it's because of something Sanders said. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Or actually, there were a couple times that I think I may have, but it's because it made me think. Yeah. Well, so actually, it's, it's funny, you know, what he was referring to is uh, last year when I was here, I, I noticed there was a couple of times when he rolled his eyes, they, they'd shoot in on him, and there was, there was like, uh, screens all around him, and he was looking at the screens like that, and I knew what he was doing, but they, 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 I said a couple of things, and then they'd shoot in on and Hugh, and he's going... Like, yeah, and I just, I just roared. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I thought, well, it'd be a little nicer if we cut that out. So well, this you, time it's all about Sandra. Oh, put like, it all time. on me. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, David, thanks so much. And thank, thank you, you Sandra, thank you. for staying thank you beyond. So much. Uh, no problem. This was so well worth it. Beyond the limit. That was so well worth it. Nothing so, happens for no reason. Okay, that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you. We'll see you next time right here on thatchannel.com. Thank you. Peace.